What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the State Champs Extra Point and Prediction Podcast. I know that we are a day late, definitely a dollar short, uh, but we have assembled the boys uh, to do this, and uh, we appreciate your patience. Uh, we got a lot to get to. We're going to get right to it. Uh, let me just quickly welcome Matt Mowry, Sean Belisian, Scott Bernstein, Kevin Trzynski on the wheels of steel over there. I'm Lauren Plant, and uh, again, a lot to get to. It's week nine of the high school football season. I can't believe we're here. Unbelievable. But we're here, and uh, we're going to get into uh, everything that's going on. First off, I want to thank Lawrence Technological University for being the major sponsor of this particular program. And uh, again, uh, we had a great game here at Lawrence Tech on Saturday. Indiana Wesleyan and Lawrence Tech got together. Uh, if you're interested in, in knowing about Lawrence Tech football, you can check out the podcast that uh, is up right now. Uh, on the L2 Athletics YouTube page. I had a chance uh, every week to talk with uh, head coach Jeff Duvendeck. Lawrence Tech suffered their first defeat, lost 38-24. This is a team that will be in their division next year, the Mid-States Football Conference. Really good game. They had the lead at one point. Turnovers is really what uh, you know sealed their fate, but it was a great game. And, uh, and again, this is a team being Wesleyan that uh, has a lot of transfers, a lot of D2, even D1 players. Uh, that were former D1 players on their squad, and they've been around a year longer than Lawrence Tech. So. They've actually done a little bit kind of what Lawrence Tech has been trying, to, or what Lawrence Tech is trying to do right now. The, the, the growth of Indiana Wesleyan over yeah. this last decade yeah. has been tremendous. They put a lot of money into their sports programs, into their facilities, yes. and they've, they've used it as a, as a branding mechanism the way that Lawrence Tech is trying to do 15,000 students at that university, so uh, it dwarfs Lawrence Tech when it comes to that. Uh, so uh, anyway, it was a great game. So. The MHSA is also a sponsor. Obviously, it's big time uh, MHSA. We've got state finals going on in, in various sports, and obviously the playoffs getting going in football next week. Uh, we thank them for their partnership and Hungry Howie's. Hungry Howie's Dough Razor is what we like to support. We're actually the only entity that, su- that supports and promotes their Dough Razor program, which they've had a lot of success at. It's fundraising. It's real easy to do, and uh, it's really great for your, for your school, maybe even for your team, for your brother's team. Uh, check it out, doughraiser.com. All right, here's what we have in store. We're going to recap some of the games that took place last weekend. Not all that we talked about, uh, but some of them. Uh, we're going to come back, talk about the Hungry Howie's Mr. Football race. Did we make a change this week? We'll see. We'll also update the Anvil Award voting. Then, then Alan True will join us for the Michigan Student Aid Recruit Report. We've got four Michigan high schoolers uh, making some noise. Matt Mowry's going to update his rankings. We will close by previewing some of the more notable Week 9 matchups, and we'll take a look at some of the bracketology that's even out there right now in terms of playoff matches. And we'll talk about a little bit of bracketology kind of throughout what we do. Uh, and if you are interested in checking that out, uh, snooze to you is the guy who does it. snooze to the number 2 ucom is where you can check it out. He's kind of got it through Week 8 right now, but he tends to be pretty darn accurate when it comes to, to picking the matchups. So he's already kind of got it laid out there. Uh, one through eight, but again, there's always changes. We're going to see what five and four teams get in, uh, teams that ha- that won last week because uh, we did have some upsets. He's got a PhD in bracketology. He does, <laughs> he does. So let's get to some of the games that uh, you can watch right now on State Champs uh, YouTube page, our State Champs website, StateChampsNetwork.com, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we got these highlights all over the place. Uh, Romeo and Chip Valley got together in Romeo. Uh, this game was. Uh, 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 a game of kind of two tails. Romeo really came out well uh, and did great, and it really wasn't until David Ellis had that 90-yard touchdown return, uh, kickoff return, that really kind of stemmed the tide, and then it was 
Uh, from there on out, you know, uh, it was Chip Valley. They outscored uh, 14-7, I think, in the fourth quarter, and that's really what made the difference. David Ellis is lightning in a bottle. Um, this kid has a chance to take it to the house. Every time he touches the ball, whether you're talking special teams or or, or, or splitting out wide as a wide receiver, um, you know, I th- I think before the season, it was kind of a foregone conclusion that River Rouge's Duran McKinney was the best return man in the state. He had like something like 12 returns last year for, and for touchdowns. And that still could be the case. Yeah, but right. hey, man, David Ellis right now, I put up against Duran McKinney, yeah. and, and uh, he, he, he can hold his own. Yeah, um, they're can. both going to be, I, I think, uh, guys that you know exceed um, expectations at the next level. He just uh, decommitted. Now was going now to Indiana. Indiana. Was going we, to Central it was Michigan. actually kind of we talked about. Yeah, it on, we did on, on last uh, on our last episode yeah. last last week. Hours. Alan yeah. True said I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up flipping Indiana, and then like a couple hours later, yeah, he flips. Uh, got that Big Ten offer. But for, for for Coach Merchant and Chippewa Valley, their first outright title since 1975. Wow. Okay, so they did have one. Well, they were in previous. the St. Clair Conference then. They, they've never won so a big. A they've Mac never run a Mac Red right. outright. outright. They shared they've the shared Mac Red in the early two. Yes. Yes. Exactly. yes. So. Yep. Yeah, I mean, congratulations to them. Again, they're 8-0 now. And, uh, and, Marcel, by the way, and Marcel Lewis caught another touchdown. Yeah. He's a linebacker going to Michigan State, yeah. but you know, yeah. he's a pretty good tight end. He's yeah. got some pretty soft hands. for, for uh, Yeah, 41-34 was the yeah. final. Romeo did stay in there. Romeo now at 5-3. and three. That's well, a good team, too, Romeo. It, I mean, it, it, that's a hard luck 5-3. and three. I don't know if but I'd like, want to play that team early oh in a playoff. God, talk about battle testing. Yes. yes. Yeah. These last yeah. two weeks going through Dakota and, and Chip in, in both games, you know, slugfest. Yeah. Of the five win teams right now, Romeo has the most playoff ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. like by a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they'll get in even yeah. at five and yeah. four. And and the funny thing is, you were talking about David Ellis. Okay, so you figure if you're a special teams, you know, coordinator or head coach on the other side, kick away from him. Except Cardi Johnson returned one for a right. for a touchdown in that game too. Mm-hmm. So they have other other people who can Ugh. hurt you if you decide that. Oh well, David Ellis is not the guy we're going to let beat us. And, right. It, that, that's hard when you've got that kind of diversified weaponry, and, and you got Javon Kimpson, who's who's a cornerback who going yep. to the Division One level. Now he's starting to really come into his own yep. as a tailback. So you, you just got a lot of versatility on that on that chip roster. No doubt, depth, versatility, uh, a team that just kind of has got that magic, and they've got that mojo, yeah. and we see it. We see it in high school a yep. lot uh, with teams that all of a sudden just kind of really rise and ascend in a really magical way in a season. So. But the Division One playoffs, we all know, are the talk about the gauntlet. gauntlet. Oh, it is yeah. a gauntlet, and and we see so many games come down to the final play, the final few seconds, and it's a it's an extra point here or whatever that makes yeah. the decisions, and and uh, so it's going to be a great journey, and it starts next week. But, so but last thing I'll say about yeah. Chip, you know, this is a team that has fulfilled all of the Absolutely. expectations, and sometimes that's not easy to do. Absolutely, because the target was on their back from last year oh, going Jones. forward. Yes. Everyone yeah. knew that this was the team. This was kind of the 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 new powers that be in in the uh, in the Mac Red, and that you know that they had a lot of expectations, and and they fulfilled every single one of them. They sure have. Okay, uh, Fenton and Swartz Creek got together. Uh, this was for the kind of the Flint Metro uh, title. If somehow Swartz Creek could pull it out, eliminate. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's still up for grabs. Well, now the, actually, I think, I think it's just three teams, teams that are teams yeah, Br- uh, Brandon yeah. uh, next week will yeah. fight for a share of it. Yes. Yeah. and it, Flushing also can get a share. Exactly. Of it's it's still, so it's, yeah. still, it's still going all the way up for grabs. But uh, Fenton really surprisingly uh, wins it forty-one to ten. And uh, Spencer Rivera, three rushing touchdowns for Fenton. He was amazing in this game. They own Swartz Creek. I mean, I, I think it's 11 times now in a row that they beat them. But, the, you know, we were all kind of caught up in the story of Swartz Creek right, this right. season. 
Uh, so both teams now at six and two. Right. That's one too where you know you you look at how the schedule went and then you knew that it was kind of backloaded for them. They had kind of the powers that be in the conference at the very end of the schedule, and now they're going to have to kind of run that gauntlet and and face you know back to back Fenton and, and and Brandon. And we said last week that yeah, Fenton was kind of locked out of the title for the first time in a long time, but they were going to still have a say in it, and this is exactly how. And I believe it was Johnny Kidd who was the only one that took Fenton in our uh, in our predictions. We were all on the Ch- Valley uh, bandwagon last week, so. Um, but yeah, good on them. Uh, Muskegon, Mona Shores, and Muskegon. Uh, huh, again, big one. <laughs> again, this lived up to the hype. It man. did, yep. and uh, we all knew. We all took Muskegon because we felt there was just no way uh, that this team is going to lose. Mona Shores had different plans, but unfortunately, so had like ninety points. Cameron Martinez, man. If there is not a front runner for our Mister Football Award, you have to say it. Oh, there is. There, there is. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he, we, we. We have never had a Mr. Football winner come from the same school, number one, let alone in back-to-back right. years. Same position. Right. Yeah, and uh, for the fact that 350 yards and six touchdowns in this game is That's what he— a good he, season uh, for a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 55-35 uh, to 35, uh, was the final, but, I mean, you know, they, they've beaten De La Salle, they've beaten King, they've yeah. beaten Mona Shores. They were all undefeated when they came in but went home with an L. Muskegon's interesting because they've they've come back from being down earlier this year. They they were down by by quite a bit. Was it week two, week three, and end up just rolling away? This was one where they got up to the big lead and they had to push back. On, they had to push back yeah. on a Mona Shores team that came flying back. You know, yeah, they scored touch. It had points on three of their first six offensive plays. Jeez. Muskegon did so. They obviously set the tone very early, but uh, but yeah, Mona Shores has got a lot of pride, and they're a good team. And, and we talked before in the preview that we weren't sure what the status of Sincere Dent was, and I think right. he only played, uh, he had six yards and one touchdown. Yeah, didn't didn't play a lot, yeah. and, and as Matt Kozak, the, the coach at Mona Shores, said, big picture. Big picture, we want him to help us go to Ford Field, so they kind of once... Once it started getting out of hand and they were passing more anyway, they just kind of had him out. But it, it wasn't – I know we, we talk so much about Cameron Martinez because he's been so special all year long, but we keep harping on the fact that it's not a one-man team, certainly. No. I mean, with that offensive line, they rushed as a team for 589 yards. Yeah. That's one-third of a mile. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Against an undefeated yeah, squad. against a really good team, yeah. a top-ten team yes. that deserves to still be in the top ten. Yes, it's it's one of those where you know it, it. This does more for Muskegon's resume than it does for Mona Shore's resume. Sure. Coach Fairfield has this this program perennially primed. Yeah. No, I definitely. mean it's like it, it's like uh, um, the the the, the machine like efficiency that this group uh, rolls out every year. Um, no matter who's at quarterback, no matter who's catching the ball, who's running the ball. Um, Shane Fairfield does just a tremendous job with the consistency that he's brought to that program, and and you know ever since I've been covering football, you know they're the they're the class of the West Side, and and, yeah. and they're a team that can really they can stack up with with probably any team in the whole Midwest. They are just a few plays short of winning some of those state championships that yeah. they lost. Well, yeah. the you know the brother right, so, you know a couple of those losses were like you well, know yeah they had the the the, the, the crazy kickoff, the crazy uh, kickoff the, the Alessi, yeah, yeah yeah throwing throwing back to Alessia. I mean so we'd be talking about a real dynasty. Uh, then Orchard Lake won on the last play yeah, of the game exactly. uh, a couple years ago exactly. with uh, Caden Prescorm and yep. uh, Kyron Cunningham. Yep, yep. So again, we you know Muskegon hasn't fallen off at all. Uh, if anything, they're dominating more than ever. 
and uh, it's just amazing uh, what they're doing. It's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see if anybody's going to be able to compete with them in the playoffs. Assembly line of swagger. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Zealand East and Zealand West, you throw out the records uh, yeah. when when these two get together. Uh, same records actually coming in. Records, yeah, so yeah. So uh, same record, same field. Yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, you know it was amazing. Really great comeback by Zealand East. Yeah. Uh, they were trailing 28-14 in the second quarter. Uh, but obviously that means you've got a lot of time to come back and get it done. Uh, the final of this one was 48-34 uh, for the OK Green title. Zealand East wins it. The Chicks come back. Uh, the senior Gabe Taylor, the quarterback, who we, we know is uh, is known for his running, uh, but he had five TDs. Three of them were passing, uh, two of them rushing. Uh, if you see the highlights, you'll see he had a couple really, really nice nice plays, some bombs. And, um, and, and Zealand East... Uh, Walks away with it. And Josh Fusco, his his partner in the yeah. backfield, had 122 yards and two scores. They've had to come back from a couple of deficits. I'm trying to remember, was it Forest Hill Central maybe that maybe. had them down early in the yeah. season? But they've yeah. had a couple of times where they've been tested and they've answered that call late in the second. And that, that, again, is good for going yeah. into the postseason. They're not done with their conference race, though. I mean, that's that all that does is set up this week where they have – a one-loss Hudsonville Unity Christian team. Yeah, so they've got the at OK least Green a share. Team. They've got at least a share yeah. right now, but they would like to win it outright, and they're going to have to Absolutely. beat uh, Unity Christian to do that. Which and be that's a, a good game. squad, too. Yeah, yeah. And quickly backtracking for a little uh, recruiting note, yeah. Mr. Fusco just committed to Indiana Wesleyan. There you go. Mm. Well, there you go. Well, <laughs> it all together. It all ties in. There you go. I think go. it just happened a day or two ago. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, so good on them. Uh, and uh, we'll see how the Zealand teams uh, do moving forward. Riverview and Grozeal got together. Another huh. game you can watch on State Chance. The Zach attack. Yes, Zach exactly. Thompson. By the way, I was the only one that took West in our in our predictions. You guys all went with East, and uh, I was looking good early, but uh, didn't didn't finish well uh, with this one. Uh, I believe um, Zach Thompson I think, train I think, is rolling. Yeah, I, I know that uh, I took Grozeal, uh, and I know you took Grozeal. John took Grozeal. I wasn't sure if you went with. Uh, Riverview or not, but I think, I think you, I, I think, think we, we were, I think yeah, we were, all, we're all on the the Red Devil train right now. Uh, and again, undefeated, uh, they not only win the Huron League, they win the Colvin Cup, yes. which is uh, what that game is between Riverview and Grozeal. Uh, but they were down fourteen nothing in that one. Great story this year. I, I know we talked about it extensively a couple of weeks ago, but eight no coming back the way they did. You know, just an, an outstanding story with this team and. You know, I, I think if as we were talking about a few weeks ago, they were a team that, that hadn't had some home games. They've had some big home games, and, and they're making the home crowd happy right now. This is That's a fun story. That's what I mean, stories like this is what make high school football just so cool to me, you know? For sure. They were held to 50 yards of total offense in the first half, and then yeah. they had to uh, score. I think Luke Harwood had two rushing touchdowns in the last seven minutes to pull it out for him. And those are the kind of things, again, it's kind of a theme for this week of those tests that you need before the playoffs. Because if you just skate through un- unbeaten and you're not really tested at all, it doesn't make you any better. These are right. the kind of games that make you better come playoff time. And they have Crestwood this week? Is it Crestwood this Crestwood, week? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So that that's another, another test. Yeah. yeah. Another How many test? teams have their own island? Right. <laughs> right. Well. They, they plant a flag and... Uh, I, I, uh, with with that that football program, they're the pride of of that that community. Absolutely, and, and uh, I'm just a big fan of of what they do over there. And like I said, the Zach attack, Zach Thompson, their quarterback, kind of the uh, the heartbeat of that squad, and and it's doing a great job leading them on the on the gridiron. To me, it feels like we have an unusually large number of undefeateds this year. 
Uh, mm. It just feels yeah. like we've got more than usual, uh, you know. But uh, I mean, I, I'm sure I'm wrong. It just feels that way, and uh, maybe it's just because we're taking such an active interest in looking at everything around the state, uh, than not focusing so much on Metro Detroit. Well, and I think part of it too is there are some stories like this where there are new teams too. Because yeah. if if you have you know the traditional powers, is anyone? Yeah, you know, confused that Muskegon's. Yeah, yeah, that's that happens. Yeah, or if does. Mona Shores were, or yeah. you know, when the traditional powers are, you know, it doesn't really, you know, ring a bell with right. you. But when a Grocio or a South as, Lion, or yeah, it doesn't, doesn't resonate, resonate as with much it. As yeah, the, the, the great feel good yep. stories. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. Yep. So those are the games you can watch. There's other games you can watch. Uh, highlights from Week Eight in the high school football season that you could check out uh, again on our YouTube page, on our website, on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, it's all over the place, so go check it out. All right, other games of interest around the state that took place last week. We're going to go through some of what we talked about in, and uh, previewed last week. Wall Lake Western and South Lion did get together. Uh, I believe that, um, except for John, we all felt South Lion would be able to, to defend the den, and they did. I think they were up 21-0. 21-0 mm-hmm. in the first quarter. I don't know what's going on with Wall Lake Western right now. Um, the, the talent level that they have there. The explosiveness they have there, at least on offense, isn't commiserate with what they're doing in their big games. Um, they're, 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 they're winning the games they quote-unquote should win, but when they're playing you know, any, any semblance of competition, yeah, and we're talking about Lakeland yep. or uh, you know, having to come back and rally to beat South Lion East or Wild Lake Western or Catholic Central to start the season, they're, they're, just, they're not they're not coming with their A game. In fact, they're not even coming with their B game. You yeah. know what? It seems like yesterday we were talking about that CC game, and I don't think any of us really like their chances, but, I mean, I remember my thought was, this is a team that I with picked a them, new coach, I picked them to win that yeah. game. <laughs> or, or with a new coach, they're going to go like this, and they're going to get better as the year went on. It hasn't happened yet. It doesn't mean that it can't happen. They can, they can catch lightning in a bottle, so to speak, get hot at the right time. But at, at this point in time, boy, that's a great point on your part. There's still a little... Yeah, you know, some uneasy water if you if you if you will. Yeah, and they're just five and three right now. Yep. But, but you know, tip your hat to South Lion. We're talking about we just a couple minutes ago I said, you know, the feel good stories that that resonate. Well this one is this one's resonating on a on a major league level and, and Coach Henson, I mean, really out of the blue, eight and oh, they were one and eight last year. Um they have a a, a, a slippery uh, uh, dynamic running back and Ian Goins, who missed the first three weeks of the season and has just been uh, rushing like gangbusters ever since. They got a, a, a really nice junior class, 13 sophomores that started last year that are juniors now, a quarterback, Connor Fricasi, and uh, Brandon Locke and, and, and Ronnie Menard as, as are, are pretty solid receivers for Fricasi. And they're just, you know, there's nothing flashy. There's nothing... Um, th- yeah. yeah, so you're going to be able to see them on the show this week because they're taking on South, uh, South Lion East, so they've got that little rivalry Big going. One. South Lion needs a win. That should be a good game. Yeah, it yeah. should be a good game. But uh, right now, Lakes Valley belongs to the Lions. Uh, Reading and Springport got together. This was in the Big 8 uh, for the Big 8 conference title. Uh, Reading is now 8-0. They uh, beat up on Springport, who falls to 7-1, to 15 This is the Rangers' second straight conference yeah. title. Uh, now, uh, again, we talk about bracketology, by the way. Western and South Lion might meet in oh, the first round of the playoffs. That could happen Absolutely. very yep. easy. So, yep. uh, you know, um, that's something to look forward to if that gets happening. Anytime you play somebody, you know, after just a couple of weeks, first round of the playoffs, anything yep. goes. Yep. Um, but uh, 
Um, Rangers could get Kasopoulos in the district championship game as they are also undefeated. Uh, Kasopoulos won by 15 uh, a year ago uh, in the district finals. Uh, so we'll see what kind of re- this we'll see what this reading team is. Uh, but right now, undefeated. Well, they've been playing exceptional defense. I think this is just the third game this season. They've given up points. Period. They've given up um, very few points. Reading's ground game eventually came on in this game. Another team that fell behind, and they ended up with 488 yards rushing, TDs from four different players. Ethan Lopresto had 222 yards, and it was kind of one of those where they finally pulled away, and, and you kind of figured, I think we all took Reading in this game too. Except for John. Except for John, well. But yeah, you mentioned second year in a row they've won the Big 8. Second year they've gone undefeated. Now now they get a crossover, which will be an interesting one against yeah. an undefeated Grass Lake team that yeah. won the Cascades. Yeah. And uh, We talked about Grass Lake earlier yeah. this, yep. this year. Yep. So, so that'll be a fun one to watch. So, some of those interesting non-conference it, matchups yeah, in week nine, where yeah, the, you know, you know, well, they, we all love. That. I, I, you know, we, you always have to raise the eyebrow when when a team does the Barry Switzer half a hundred. I mean, they put up yeah. fifty points. You know, I mean, yeah. that's a, that's the first thing I think of. I, I think of Barry Switzer and a half a yeah, hundred. You're doing right. something right. You're living right. right. You're living right. All right. Thumb, Greater Thumb East was up for grabs uh, this past weekend. Harbor Beach and Sandusky. Uh, both teams, uh, well, one was uh, was undefeated and uh, one was not, and uh, now they're both seven and one. <laughs> uh, but Harbor Beach got it done. Uh, I believe I was the only one who took the beach. I think I'm right. Uh, I believe you, I believe you guys uh, all took Sandusky you in this one. Insider information. I, I, I did. Uh, my buddy's the AD there, so uh, I do know <laughs> that. Uh, but they they won twenty to nothing. Uh, they're gonna face a good Elkton Pigeon Pay. Elkton Pigeon Bay Port team yes. on Friday because uh, the Lakers, the Elkton Pigeon Bay Port Lakers, are 7-1 and also. Yeah. Uh, so they made the D7 regionals last year, did uh, Elkton Pigeon Bay. Harbor Beach was Division 8, lost by a point to Saginaw Nouveau. Uh, the latest Mapatology had the Beach and Nouveau meeting in the first round. We're going to talk, mm. talk more of that later. Uh, but again, first thing is, Winter Division, the Greater Thumb East, Harbor Beach took care of business. Blank. Yeah, Dylan Pfaff had 122 yards on 15 carries and two touchdowns. But I think just as impressive was the defense. They only allowed 102 rush yards, which was a season low for Sandusky. They'd really been piling up the, the rushing yards. And it was the first shutout of the season for uh, for Harbor Beach. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good, good on them. And uh, uh, another one that – another team that uh, we I know we've had some of the fans reaching out to us telling us don't sleep on uh, Port Huron Northern, on the Huskies, that this is a team that is, you know, and again, that Mac Blue is a pretty good division, and uh, and the crossover games are always strong, too. They won, this their, is, they won their first Mac Blue. Yeah, yeah, their first year up in the Blue. Yep. Uh, so uh, they ran, really ran the table in the division. Uh, only loss was an eight-point defeat to Romeo. Yeah. So that's that's no joke. Uh, they might get, and this was a game against Roseville. They won 26-14. to 14. Roseville falls to 5-3, and three, and... Port Huron Northern now 7-1, seven, seven and 26-14 the final. They might get Roseville again to open the playoffs. Uh, that's kind of the way the bracketology was as after week eight. But um, no doubt, uh, Port Huron Northern has got a lot to be proud of this season. Well, a little bit like South Lion, too, that played a lot of young kids last year. I think they had 10 sophomores up last year, and they were just short of the gold title. And now this year, those kids come back and have that much more experience. This is not a, a team that has... An offense that you know will light up the scoreboard. I think they're averaging just over twenty-five points a game, but the de- defense hasn't given up more than two touchdowns in a game all season. And so. you're led by McGregor, uh, Brady McGregor yep. coming off the edge, um, and then guys like Theo Ellis 
Um, their junior running back, who I think had a, about 130 and two touchdowns yeah. on the ground last week, and then um, their quarterback Seth Klink, who uh, you know puts his opponents in, in the who's cow. All right, Port Huron <laughs> Northern team that you know has always got a good hockey program, yep. Yep. and uh, you know they always compete in that heavy, in that that very tough uh, conference, and so. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Oak Park and West Bloomfield got together. Oak Park had their first defeat of the season, twenty-seven uh, twenty-one in this white red crossover. Uh, and um, Taylor, I was there. It was a yeah, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor two halves. Um, West Bloomfield dominated the first half. Uh, we're up twenty-one nothing, and and just really that was the best. Uh, uh, single half of football I've ever seen a Ron Bellamy team play. I mean, mm. from from the opening kickoff to when they went to the locker room at halftime, they were just really perfect. They did everything right. Um, no penalties, precision in the, in, in the passing game, precision in the running game, precision on defense. What happened in the second then half? Then in the second <laughs> half, uh, Phil Stewart just uh, went ham, as the, you know, as the, as the youngsters say. Uh, Phil Stewart, the, the senior running back, again, kind of out of nowhere, uh, wasn't a starter to, to begin the year. He was a backup. Toriano Richardson, who is the starting tailback, who has the, the, the college offers, um, got hurt, uh, pulled a hamstring. Phil Stewart stepped in week one and hasn't given the job back. Wally picked uh, him, as the old folks say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and this kid is electric um, and has no scholarship offers. He ran for 275 yards and two touchdowns uh, against West Bloomfield, against a defense that is loaded with, with power conference prospects. He, he ran for 200 of those 275 in the second half. He had a, like a 50-yard touchdown call back. Um, he, he almost single-handedly brought them back and won that game. And you know, I'm, I'm putting uh, you know, my hat in the ring for him to be on our watch list for Mr. Football. Uh, really, you know, to say he was an afterthought to start the season doesn't really even do it justice. I mean, this is someone that was a backup yeah. um, that has just taken advantage of every opportunity. And I look at him, and you want to talk about passing the eye test. Uh, you know, I don't know what the uh, the situation is for some of the MAC schools in terms of you know their running back classes for the for the class of 2019. But this kid could not just participate at the Division One level, uh, mid major, but I think could be a star at a at a Toledo, at a Miami of Ohio. I mean, he he's got. How about Lawrence Tech? Well, yeah, I mean, if if B. And he's got to go D three. That's but I, what I'm saying is D two, D two. NAIA. This is a kid that can easily play in the GLIAC, and yeah. uh, uh, I, I really think that you know the, the Mac schools should be doing some due diligence and, and coming out and seeing this kid because not only is he, you know is he a shake and bake specialist and someone that can make you miss with his moves, he's got sprinter speed. I'm, I'm talking four 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 three speed. Well, you should, you should, well let's ask Alan yeah. when he comes up and see if he's hearing any noise. Are, we, even seen are we all yeah. a little bit guilty of overlooking the Lakers with all the 7-0 and teams and 6-1 and teams out there? Are we all maybe a little guilty? And that was kind of like their, oh, yeah, remember us? We've had a lot of successes. I mean, would you liken it to something like that? Well, they were you can never look past West Bloomfield. Sure. When you when you got a roster like that where you got literally a dozen guys are going to play division 1 college football. You got guys on defense that are that are going that are all Americans like Lance Dixon, Makari Page, um Cornell Wheeler. But um I don't think we're overlooking them. You, I think that the the early loss to um the early loss to uh, Clarkston. Yes. You know, 
you we're not going to talk about it later. You like West Bloomfield over Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Yes. Yeah. And I also want to state uh, or or talk about the fact that Lance Dixon, the All-American outside linebacker, uh, got his first significant action at tailback yes. because of an injury issue with Donovan before. Edwards. Right. Had had gotten some right. uh, had spot carries right. over the last couple of weeks, but it really got the full load this week. Ran for 110, two touchdowns. Yeah. Had a touchdown call back. Yeah. I was um, talking to Conley actually last night, who's the Southfield head coach, right. and uh, he was saying it's about time yeah, they let say, that kid right. go. I've been saying that. I was saying so that last good. year. I was asking yeah. Ronnie Bellamy, when are you gonna when are you gonna uh, let Lance Dixon run with the football? Yeah. You're talking six two two fifteen runs a four three. Yeah, and, he, and, and then he had the uh, game clinching first down after um, Oak Park really kicked themselves uh, or shot themselves in the foot. They were gonna get the ball back with three minutes left, down six. And they had a roughing the punter uh, uh, call go against them. Yeah. Westmanville got the ball back, and uh, Lance Dixon, you know, closed it out. But uh, this is a Westmanville team that maybe isn't getting kind of playing on Sean's point, isn't getting the hype or the accolades that they were getting last year with the high flying offense, yep. um, with uh, um, the, the, the the quarterback um, throwing three thousand yards or whatnot, and and the three wide receivers that were all going to power conference. Yep. Uh, now you have a, a team that's more defensive oriented, more run oriented, but they can. But be Trey Mosley's still out there. Trey yeah. Mosley's still out there, and Trey Mosley playing he's his first, yeah. playing really, he's playing his first game as a cornerback because of the injury issues. Yeah. Returned to pick, yeah. want to pick, uh, took a pick six back yeah. of seventy five yards. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's one where we've talked about this before too. As a high school coach, specifically as a high school coach, you get the ball in the hands of your best player, and especially with Donovan. You know Edwards hurt. Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world to get Lance Dixon as many carries, and obviously, you know, and it's Anthony, something he Anthony can do. And Anthony May was too. good. Yeah, he, he ran for seventy-five yards. So, and on the other side, Oak Park now has Clarkston to end the year. Yeah. So, uh, very easily can be seven and two. Um, but again, you kind of want to ramp it up as you get into the playoffs. I think they're going to learn about the, a little bit about themselves. It was a valiant comeback. The yeah. fact that uh, you know, again, with Philip Stewart and. Uh, uh, 27-21 was the, the final in it. So we'll see how it, how it shakes out. A lot of stuff going to still uh, play itself out in Week 9 before we get into the postseason. We're going to take our first time out. We're going to come back. We're going to talk just kind of briefly about the Hungry Howies Mr. Football Race and the State Champs uh, Anvil Award. We're going to have Alan True on the other side of that, and then we'll come back and preview Week 9 and also talk about uh, that Mallory's state ranking. So a lot to get to. Stay with us. We'll be right back. My passion is architecture. I don't want to sit around passively studying. I need to create. In our architecture studios at Lawrence Tech, we collaborate with students, faculty, and professionals from around the world. And from day one, we design using the same industry standard software that architecture firms use. I really feel like I'm designing my own future here. Lawrence Tech, possible is everything. I ordered two large Howie Mowies with butter cheese crust. Wow, you are one serious breast cancer awareness supporter. Warrior for love, hope, and pizza. Can't seem to reach my wallet. Flavor fanatics love us because for every pizza sold in October, a portion goes to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. Now get a medium one-topping pizza for a dollar when you buy a large one-topping pizza at regular menu price. Hungry? Howie! 
Welcome back to the State Champs Michigan High School Football Extra Point and Prediction Podcast. We've got the boys here. Uh, we just kind of went over what took place in week eight. We want to get into our Hungry Hours Mr. Football Race and our State Champs Amble Award. Uh, we've been saying this. I just want to let you guys know um, and because the voting has really tightened up. Oh, tightened up. Uh, Austin Brown is leading the vote right now in our Mr. Football Race uh, as of Wednesday at 89.20. Uh, Jaron Mangum is in second. Sam Johnson has fallen to third uh, with 6,400 votes. Uh, Dura uh, McKinney at 5,871 uh, is still in the running as well. So what does that mean? Well, that means if you win the online vote, you are the people's champ. You are automatically in our final four. You don't have to do anything else. You can just basically sit on the sidelines and I'll play the rest of the way. Uh, you're in. No, we need you to play because we have to still pick a winner. Uh, but, uh, but you're in there and uh, you have a 20% uh, better chance to win the whole thing at the end. So uh, that's what's happening there. The top 10 is going to freeze after week one of the playoffs. So you basically have one more week uh, to get the vote. Voting will end Wednesday, November 21st at 12 p.m. So you just basically have a week and a half. Um, so uh, you're going to have a week and a half following the state semifinals to vote to get your votes in, but our top 10 is, is freezing up. Mm -hmm. So um, Phil Stewart, you know, you talk about want to get on a watch list. Basically, everybody's on a watch list right now. We've got one more week to make a decision and make a change, and uh, it could happen uh, next week. We will see. Uh, we'll kind of get together and if Stewart and, and, breaks and off another two hundred uh, dandy against uh, against uh, uh, Clarkson, yeah, it will be hard, in my opinion, to keep him off. We're going to see Jaron Mangum and Daquan Finn this week. Mm -hmm. uh, it is our main event on state champs. Cass and Kane playing at Renaissance this year for the uh, for, and I'll be actually filming that game for state champs for the PSL title. So that'll be interesting. We'll see kind of you know where they're at. Oh, Jaron the other day. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Future Colorado Buffalo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Roderick Hurd is uh, is in our top ten. Deron McKinney. We talk about uh, Deron and Jaron on the show this week on State Champs. Uh, River Rouge has got a, a big. They've got uh, Southfield, I think. Southfield. Yeah, Southfield, Southfield this week. So yep. that'll be interesting. Uh, Cam Martinez, obviously, we talk about is the front runner right now. There's just nothing you can say. Uh, about that, Sam Johnson. Uh, I think he needs to have a good game this weekend. So we'll kind of see. It, you know, it's hard to drop someone from a top ten when the people are out there wanting to keep him in. You know, again, it's not a determinative factor. He led the race for most of the year, but it still says something that people really believe in this kid, and uh, that's why he's still in our top ten. Austin Brown is our leading vote getter as of right now. The Madison quarterback obviously had a phenomenal year. Uh, Isaac Van Dyke. Uh, at Holland West Ottawa, I'll have to kind of get an update and see on how he has performed the last couple of weeks. Um, but uh, no doubt, a solid guy. He needs to be in our top 10. I'm sure he's throwing for a ton. He, I think, I don't remember if it was this past week uh -huh. or the week before, three three in the air, two on the ground, I yeah. think. But yep. yeah, yeah. It's, it's just that's kind solid. of that. It, that that's like, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Whole, it's, a whole it's a whole yeah. home yeah. day yeah. for him. Done, at this point. Yeah. you've done it so many times. It's like, oh, yeah. Sincere Dent got, got dinged up. Uh, we'll see if he if he'll be back in the in the lineup this weekend. And then Stevie Wonderwalker, we talked about what he's done; it's been phenomenal. Six hundred yards the last two weeks. Yeah, in fact, they're uh, it's insane. They're, it really is. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Their their coaches uh, has been DMing me the all his stats, yeah. uh, so they're all on on the wonder. Uh, but, but he's only got one vote though so far. So uh, we need to get uh, people out there voting. You for guys change that exactly. So in the Amble Award, you know, we've had our top ten, and it is what it is. This yeah. is our top ten for the year. 
Uh, it will be interesting when we have to get together and and pick a Final Four in this one. But, again, we're going to really pay close attention to the playoffs and how these teams do and uh, what kind of numbers they put up, whether they're defensively doing great or offensive. So many of these guys play both ways. Yep. Um, so is Lance Dixon a running back now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should he be in the Mr. Football race? But Lance is in our amble. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and again, you know, we said the same thing about Marcel Lewis. He's done so guys, much on the offense. A lot of these amble war guys are playing both, playing both ways. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this before, but Justin yeah. Rogers, the, the, the 6'4", 325-pound right. offensive lineman, the, the five-star right. recruit. I was with a, um, a scout. Or there was a scout from another school at the West Bloomfield Oak Park game, yeah. and he and he said, "Where on defense?" He says, "Where's uh, Rogers?" Thinking that he he was on in a down stance. Yeah. I said, "He's standing up. He's yeah. playing middle <laughs> linebacker." Yeah. Yeah. I know it's insanity. Uh, our only junior in our in our yeah. Anvil Award right now. Uh, but again, so much so much talent. And uh, again, we're we talked about Muskegon earlier and what Cam's doing and being the front runner. And said uh, Anthony Bradford. Uh, reason for is that. a big reason for that. So, um, again, so much talent on this. Uh, we'll see how that shakes out. So, uh, But go to the Anvil War. I want you guys to go there. I want you uh, to vote. I was having a hard time last yesterday actually pulling it up. Um, but uh, I'm going to do, do it I now. I think something like and, eight, and, and of, see where our, uh, eight of these ten are. play both ways. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. There it is. Uh, what, what these guys have been able to do. But I want to pull up where our results are right now. And that's okay that we do this live because, you know, we're here to uh And a handful of these guys entertain. are uh, multi-sport guys, too, that are stars on the basketball floor. Or baseball. And or or in, yeah. in, in the case of Adam Berghorst, he's chucking that pill from, yeah. the, from the mound. And we'll be doing uh, both uh, gridiron duty and diamond duty when he gets up to Michigan State. So right now, Lance Dixon is the... Uh, Leading the vote, 6,060, again, as of Wednesday at 11.30 in the morning. Uh, uh, Rook Orhoro from River Rouge is in second. And it's really those two when it comes to the vote. Justin Roberts, Rogers is closing in on 500. But other than that, just a, a sampling, uh, you know, smattering of votes for the other guys. And, uh, uh, again, you know, you, you can change that. But uh, uh, the top 10 is the top 10. So we've got through the semifinals to make, make that happen. Again, the winner of the vote is going to be uh, in there and uh, is going to um, – we're really hoping, we are really hoping that the presentation of this award is at a special event, and that's kind of where we're doing it now. We haven't confirmed it yet, so I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag mm. yet, but uh, – um, that's yes, a good it, tease, it, 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 Yes, and no, it could be he at a live it, event. It he teased it a little bit last week. It could be at a live television yeah. event even more. So, uh, so yeah, I'm even giving more, um, yeah, kind of things. So, uh, anyway, that is uh, what the deal is with those awards. We want you to go to statechampsnetwork.com, and we want you to vote. We want you to vote often. I do want to also uh, bring up the uh, point that, by the way, Alan True is going to be coming up next with our Michigan Student Aid Recruit Report, and Matt Mowry is going to talk to us uh, about his his rankings updates. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention, and it's funny that it's simply slipped my mind, um, that I wanted to have you guys weigh in on, and I can't for the life of me remember. It'll come back to me in, in a little bit, but uh, um, okay. So, yeah, it's completely completely okay, lost my mind, but that's good that's talk. the way my mind works later. <laughs> yeah, good talk. Uh, so we're going to take a uh, timeout, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Alan True, 
And uh, again, get a rankings update. We're going to uh, preview our week nine of the football season. There are several big, big games. I'll, t- I'll tell you what's coming up on state champs and, uh, and then some other games of interest before we wrap up the show and make some predictions and uh, do it that way. So, uh, all right. So stick with us. We'll be right back. I want to be a dermatologist, and though a lot of universities tried to recruit me for basketball, Lawrence Tech had the science curriculum that I wanted. LTU's Southfield campus is a great place to learn, and the classes are small enough that I don't have to wait for office hours to talk to my professors. They're usually right by my side, challenging me and guiding me toward a successful future. Lawrence Tech. Possible is everything. Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's, Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. Hungry Howie's makes it easy. It's just a little mini pizza box, but we make lots of money, lots of dough. Go to doughraiser.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. Today we take you inside one of our favorite days of the year, Selection Sunday. The day begins with the MHSA staff completing the process of gathering the Week 9 scores and computing the report with the potential qualifiers. From there, teams are placed on maps by divisions and are grouped into districts and regions under the watchful eye of representatives of the Football Coaches Association. Once the final reports are generated, they are transported to Fox Sports Detroit where the announcers and producers begin preparations for the show to reveal the pairings to teams and fans at watch parties across the state. You can watch the Selection Sunday show on Fox Sports Detroit and visit our website when the show is over to check out all the pairings for this year's football playoffs. All right, welcome back to the State Champs Michigan High School Football Extra Point and Prediction Podcast. Alan True is joining us now as you see him there on the screen for the Michigan Student Aid Recruit Report. What's up, Alan? Hey, guys. Not too much. Same old, same old. Football, raising kids, that's that's my life. <laughs> yeah, that is one. One-two yeah. punch of Alan one. True. Yes, yeah, it's not it's a bad true. thing, my friend. Yeah. And Matt Mowry. That's right. Matt's in the same boat you are, little ones. Uh, all right, so let's get into uh, the recruit report and talk about uh, what's happening right now. Uh, again, you know, when you set your list, it's like, all right, you know, we haven't had a chance to talk about John Glenn very often. Uh, and guys, there, Dante Barwell, what's up with him? Yeah, I wanted to bring him up because he's um, had a good season, had a good game against Belleville a few weeks ago. Again, mm-hmm. the Belleville coaches were actually ones that kind of said, hey, this kid from John Glenn had a pretty good game against us. I uh, picked up an offer from Morgan State in the summer after he camped there, just visited Grand Valley. Um, but there's some other FCS schools that are beginning to show some interest. He's a kid that can play tailback. He's played some corner. Some schools like him as that nickel position that uh, a lot of defenses play now, that kind of hybrid and cover a slot and play in the box guy. Uh, so a good-sized kid with some ability and, and a guy who's starting to pick up some recruiting traction here. Cool, cool. Uh, obviously, big game this week between Cast Tech and King. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of scouts and a ton of eyeballs on that because this is an opportunity to see both those teams actually play equal competition. Uh, Jalen Graham, what's up? Well, he announced. He said that he's going to announce a decision pretty soon here, so okay. towards the end of this week. I would imagine after that game at some point, maybe over the weekend, he's going to make his decision public. Um, he's supposed to be visiting Iowa State over the weekend, 
So they're definitely one of the schools that's in the final mix. He has a visit set for Purdue for, um, I think, maybe next week or the week after. So it's Iowa State, Purdue, and Minnesota are the three. I really think it's between Iowa State and Purdue. Um, Purdue's been a longtime prediction of mine on our 24-7 sports crystal ball, and I'm going okay. gonna, gonna to ride it out here. So I'm sticking with Purdue, but the fact that he's supposed to visit Iowa State this weekend makes me a little bit nervous on that. Um, and he, wherever he goes, I think he's going to end up playing safety, even though he's a quarterback right now at Cast Tech as well. Why were you so sold on per- Purdue for his choice? They've been recruiting him for a long time. Okay. Um, some schools, I think, have kind of come and gone with them. I think he was waiting for Michigan State. He visited a few weeks ago, and they didn't end up offering him. And I hmm. think Purdue's just been a consistent factor there. Purdue's also done a really nice job in recruiting the state. Um, they have Marvin Grant committed, who he's right. going to be playing against this weekend. Yeah. So for an, for an outside school to come up and consistently do well in Michigan, they've gotten some West Bloomfield kids in the past. I, I, I think they've recruited him really hard and made him a priority. Nice. Uh, Brock Jordan out of Okemos. Yeah, a kid that um, we saw a lot in the offseason, and every time I saw him and uh, some of the Rising Stars guys where he trained, where we, all, everybody, the consensus was, why doesn't this kid have more interest? Why doesn't he have more offers? And, and part of it is that he's a center, and it's just hard sometimes. Schools love to go after these six, seven tackle bodies. Yeah. And uh, the centers and the guards sometimes are the last to get offered. Well, it's starting to happen for him. Last night he picked up his first Division one offer from Eastern Michigan, first FBS offer, I should say. So that, that's a big one for him. Duquesne came in behind them with an offer. Uh, I, I would think that he'll get – he had some preferred walk-on opportunities, but now that he has that Eastern Michigan offer, I think some other MAC schools will jump in. So in a time where uh, recruiting moves earlier, good to see a senior kid pick up an offer at that level um, you know, most of the way through his senior year. And then uh, Tommy Gaihardo out of Dearborn. Yeah, Tommy's been recruited. He's been on the radar uh, for, it seems like, well over a year now. Um, he's going to visit Michigan State this weekend. I brought him up partially because I also wanted to say how many in-state kids are going to be in East Lansing on Saturday oh, for yeah. that big Michigan-Michigan State game. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of kids are going to be up there. You look at the list, and it's a who's who of the best recruits in the state of Michigan. So Tommy's going up there. He caught Michigan State's eye uh, at their camp in their 7-on-7 seven seven tournament over the summer. I was there. Had a chance to see him. Um, he, he was a wide receiver last year. Still plays wide receiver now, but he's six foot four, 230 pounds. So the possibilities uh, are, are many for what he could be. He could be a tight end. Maybe he still plays big receiver. Some schools like him as a linebacker. Some schools think he might be a defensive end. Uh, you just have a big athletic kid with a lot of ability. So you've got a handful of MAC offers. But like I said, Michigan State, Northwestern, some Big Ten schools are, are also um, giving him a close look. We've got a couple wild cards for you. We just want to kind of throw it out there to you. Uh, one was uh, a player that we talked about on the show this week, uh, and uh, we're surprised that uh, we haven't really heard any recruiting noise around him, and that is Philip Stewart, the running back at Oak Park. Uh, he had an yeah, amazing game this yeah. past weekend. And he was good uh, at the, really almost throughout the season. You know, he mm-hmm. came out strong in that prep kickoff classic. Mm-hmm. I think part of it just was – you know, he, he didn't even go into the season as the known quantity in that backfield. It was Toriano Richardson. Right. So um, uh, schools just haven't known about him. But I will say this. It, it's not a, as I talk to schools around the Midwest, they view it as not a very good running back year uh, in these parts. Not just in Michigan. I'm saying in the entire Midwest. Right. So there's room for a kid like Phillip to pick up some offers here. And I think some schools are looking it just take it's just taken longer because he wasn't a known quantity going into the season. wasn't a guy who popped up at a ton of camps. 
like I said, wasn't even a guy who you came into the season, maybe even pegged as the starter there. And all of a sudden he's exploded. So I think schools are scrambling a little bit to find out more about this guy. He's going to end up somewhere. There's no doubt about it. Right. For sure. I said that using the term afterthought was kind of a understatement because, you know, he, he wasn't even on the really on the depth chart going into the season, and then Toriano Richardson pulls a hamstring, and the next thing you know, Phil Stewart's the starter, and he hasn't given the job back since since week yeah, one. Not yeah, and and you can't. It's it's to no fault of Toriano's either. I mean, the, Philip is just playing that well. He's had just such a good season, and just looking at him, he's not the maybe the ideal sized guy, but he's got enough quickness, elusiveness, a lot of skills there to be able to play at the next level. Richardson more looks the part. You look at Phillip Stewart, he's like 5'7", a buck 50. Um, well, but, they, they but, had a running back there at uh, Oak Park not too long ago that... Uh, yeah, who, uh, who Toriano Richardson's brother, Johnny uh, Kelly, the machine gun. Exactly. Yeah. And he's obviously uh, had an... He's doing uh, pretty well. Yeah, he's in the pros right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, uh, Scott, there were a lot of questions one? about him, too, size-wise. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, Alan, I'm, I'm wondering about why there isn't really any um, recruiting um, buzz around uh, Anthony Bradford's line mate at Muskegon, Marquise Cooper, who has that kind of same size, but uh, I, I see that he only has maybe one or two offers. I don't think they're Division One. Yeah, he's got Alabama A&M and uh, I think maybe Davenport or one of the GLIAC schools. Mm-hmm. I think part of that we just talked about Broderick Jordan just being a six foot two interior offensive lineman. Sometimes it takes them a little bit longer to find their way to him. Um, even with Bradford, it took a while for him to get going. I think part of that is in running that Veer offense. It's a lot of straight run blocking. The question about Anthony Bradford was, can this guy pass set? Because it's so much running at Muskegon. Um, and I think Marquise has uh, some of the same questions to answer. And then he's an interior guy on top of that. I just saw them play Mona Shores though, and you focus on Bradford, but that entire line, every kid on that line, I think, yeah. can play college football. <laughs> and in my opinion, Marquise, after Bradford, he's the next one. He's the next best of the group other than a junior maybe that they have. So he'll probably play FCS or GLIAC ball. I don't think it's entirely impossible that a Mac school would um, come through and, and give him an offer. But if, to answer your question, I think that's why, just being an inside guy. Uh, oh like we God. said with Jordan, sometimes it, it's harder to – to be recruited. Schools will take their chances on converting over a 6-6 tight end before they'll take a 6-2 inside guy sometimes. Interesting. Uh, you know, just for fun as we uh, wind it up here, who would you say is uh, the one team this season that is going to have more recruits come out of this squad, even if we include maybe some of the younger players than anybody else? Is it Muskegon? Uh, I think it's Belleville still, Okay, you know, the, if you, especially if you include all classes, yeah, because they have freshmen and sophomores that, yeah. you know, they have it, into the double digits probably in those classes. So some schools are loaded at the top, uh, junior, senior classes. Belleville has high division one recruits in every single class. They even have eighth graders. I think <laughs> that are getting recruited. I know Damon Payne is a, a, a sophomore offensive lineman. That's already considered a four-star. Yeah, really, really good player there. Um, Andre Seldon's younger brother is a freshman that starts at safety. He's going to be a big-time recruit uh, named Miles Rouser. They've got a uh, receiver, a freshman receiver that's playing a lot named Christian Rapley that they talked to. He was a sound mind somebody. He's a seventh grader, and they said back then this is the next oh People's Jones. And uh, he's he's playing, uh, playing receiver uh, as a freshman on a team that really doesn't need to play a freshman at receiver if they didn't need to. He's just that good. Yeah, wow. All right, well, we'll see how that translates into wins in the playoffs for Belleville. This is uh, 
This will we'll be a big see. one. We'll see. We'll see. He is Alan True. This has been the Michigan Student Aid Recruit Report. You can watch Alan's reports on our television shows, uh, mm. both State Champs Michigan and Indiana. We appreciate everything you do and giving us time here. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Thanks, AT. So we thank Alan for doing that, of course, each and every week. And uh, this is also an opportunity now where we can talk to Matt Mowry about his rankings and what changed uh, after week eight. Anything changed? I, I don't know. Did it? Is there a little bit of a change. I have not had the, the opportunity to really examine them yep. yet, so you're just going to be uh, enlightening me as we do this. Well, kind of like the week before, we had yes. quite a few mo- movement did. in the middle of you know, kind of the back end of the top ten. We had Oak Park lose to West Bloomfield. We had De La Salle lose to CC on Sunday. We had Mona Shores lose to Muskegon, you know, and then we had Wald Lake Western and uh, Macomb, Dakota, and Harrison all in the teens and twenties, kind of. Uh, drop out but the, the biggest change obviously was at the top and we, we talked about this we last did. week what the rationale kind of was yep. was for for keeping cast tech there and and again this wasn't something that you know cast tech did right. to to drop out muskegon's strength of schedule is phenomenal you know there there is no comparison it's yeah exactly and, and it's unrivaled they have dominated for the most part yeah. that schedule yes and you know this this looked to be another one of those oh well maybe here's the team that can knock them off and you know Mona Shore has played with them for the better, better part of three quarters but yeah still ended up being a 20 point game <laughs> exactly. and, they the 55, and they put 55 and they put 55 points up. yeah and just you know all, all of the rushing stats and Cam Martinez you know breaking modern day records at a program that has the most wins in the state nice. he's not doing this at a program that you know started five minutes ago no um, it's phenomenal. Yeah, so it's it. it Muskegon's our new time, number one, and if, we're and we're yeah. I'm comfortable with that. Absolutely. If there was a time to jump Muskegon over a team coming off a win, this was it because they have that. You know, you, you look at who they've beaten in the top ten still, yeah. and in the top twenty five, and it's you know, it's impressive. We're we're gonna see where Casting Castech and King kind of. Uh, are playing as we get ready for the postseason. Yeah. Just for them, it it always is. Uh, those two get together this week. Uh, we're going to talk about it in just a little bit. But um, you know, right now, Muskegon with their schedule and what they've done, uh, they deserve definitely the the top spot as of right now. And again, in the end, who you know, it's not going to change anyone's lives. Nope. Is there maybe a bulletin board, uh, digital bulletin board that right. can be in the Castag locker room? Uh, whatever. Uh, but uh, again. Shows you, though, there's been a lot of thought. We've thought, talked about this, and, you know, um, this is just kind of where we're right now. What, what else? Unfortunately, we'll never get to see that class game. of that yeah, game, because right. one's playing yep. D1 and one's playing I D3. Yeah, we, and we could conceivably, if, if things shake out how they may with bracketology, we could see King, King and Muskegon in the Muskegon. same bracket. Right. But they've already played, and we kind of know how that turned out. It yeah. certainly would be great to see a rematch. And, you know, like we, we, we don't know how the transitive property really works in, yeah. in high school football. So we're, you know, saying if if Castech beats King, you right. know, is what what that does for him. Yeah. But, yeah, it would be it would be wonderful if we could hook it up on the field and see a Castech Muskegon to to battle it out on the field. We're probably not going to see that, no. but yeah, and it's just got to schedule it in the future. Gotta right, make it happen. right. Maybe here at the the Lawrence Tech PKC uh, yeah. Classic or something of that. Yeah, we could do that. So what else? Anything else striking? Not not anything else real striking. Okay. We just you know had some teams that have that have been on kind of winning streaks that have kind of percolated up to the top as other teams have lost. What so, new members do you have? We have a couple of new members at the bottom. Yeah. Um, we, we bumped in a couple of teams that 
that lost and took some some tough losses and kind of dropped you know the the normal amount. Yep. We moved uh, Dearborn, Fortson, and, and Davison back into the rankings oh. at twenty three and twenty four. <clears throat> and then I fudged a little bit at twenty five because I was going to move Gr- Birmingham Groves in, but they're playing a Birmingham Sea Home team, you know, kind of the crosstown rivalry yeah. uh, game, and they both have very good records. Sea uh, Home's only losses to an undefeated South Lion team. Yep. Groves' only loss were to you know to start the season to West Bloomfield and to Oak Park, oh, yeah. and then have you know been undefeated since then so it was kind of the i i kind of you know did the uh coin flip and and left it right on the edge and put them both in it at, at co 25s yeah um <clears throat> and then we had some teams that dropped out uh wall lake western dropped out after a third loss yeah. macomb dakota dropped out after a second loss in division and farmington hills harrison dropped out after a third loss and right Right, right. Again, yeah, great stuff. Uh, go to statechampsnetwork.com. Uh, he's got capsules on his reasonings uh, for where everybody's kind of slotted. And uh, well, I guess uh, after uh, this weekend, we'll have our final regular season rankings. How do you plan to do uh, through playoffs? Are you going to do it or we're, just, we're done with them once we have our 25 after the regular? Or are you going to? We can keep them going. Okay. These are, the, these are the top teams that are remaining. Okay. We could probably do that. Do and then you'll have fun. a lot of those teams that we've had in the you know teams to watch, some of the teams yeah. from the lower divisions. Yeah. You know, the Grand Rapids Catholic Central, yes. Poama, Westphalia, Ithaca, yes. those kind of teams. Yes. They can pop into the rankings too because, you know, the, the argument always is, well, you know, what would happen if they played a Class A team or a, right. or a B team? Of but course. but that kind of goes away when you only have a certain number of teams left, and right. those are some of the le- the best teams you know still standing. You know Jackson, Lumen, Christie, those yeah. kind of teams that are going to make long runs. Oh, yeah. So we could see some of those pop in, and that'll be fun just to, for argument's Absolutely. sake to have them in the top twenty-five. So I, I have no problem with keeping it going. You know, we keep it fresh. Uh, we do things that other people aren't doing. And uh, we We're know ahead of the curve. We are, and we know that people get a kick out of it and, and dig it. You know, the true high school fans, because, again, it can debate uh, controversy and conversation and all of that. It was going for a while on Twitter on, on Monday <laughs> after, after they got posted between, yeah. you know, the kind of the, the people in, in different camps. And that's yeah. fun to watch. It's great. It's great. And, uh, again, a lot going to be determined this week. And we're going to talk about the big Week 9 matchups, the games you'll be able to see on State Champs, and some others coming up as we're going to wrap up the podcast after this My passion is architecture. I don't want to sit around passively studying. I need to create. In our architecture studios at Lawrence Tech, we collaborate with students, faculty, and professionals from around the world. And from day one, we design using the same industry standard software that architecture firms use. I really feel like I'm designing my own future here. Lawrence Tech, possible is everything. I ordered two large Howie Mowies with butter cheese crust. Wow, you are one serious breast cancer awareness supporter. Warrior for love, hope, and pizza. Can't seem to reach my wallet. Flavor fanatics love us because for every pizza sold in October, a portion goes to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. Now get a medium one-topping pizza for a dollar when you buy a large one-topping pizza at regular menu price. Hungry? Howie's! All right, everybody, welcome back. This is the final segment of the State Chance Michigan High School Football Extra Point and Prediction Podcast. Some would call it the most fun segment 
the best segment. It's always uh, the best for last. So the prediction the aspect pre- of the prediction y- podcast. Y- yes, exactly. And we're all, and it's also fun to talk about matchups that are going to be happening this weekend and the implications with that. Uh, we might even tack in some bracketology to uh, where kind of things at, where some of these uh, teams may play, because they may play this weekend, they might play next week. Uh, that happens quite often. Uh, hello, Down River. Uh, so, but let's uh, let's get into the games that uh, you're going to be able to watch on State Champs. These were the games that we'll uh, be featuring this week. And again, we always try to kind of get teams we haven't had on as much. Uh, interesting matchups, uh, teams from our, uh, you know other areas that uh, we can get uh, on the show, and, and that is really the way we represent what we do. Um, obviously, the big game is the main event is the PSL Championship. Mm. Uh, and uh, Detroit King, Detroit Cast Tech, Cast Tech. 8-0, King 7-1. We can start right there. Uh, I feel this is, uh, every year, um, is amazing. And, you know, there's been years where you've had, gosh, remember the one year wasn't long ago, like five players had to sit out because of a fight or Mm -hmm. something that happened in the week before. And yet, I think it was King. That was King Cass. It was King Cass. But I think it had happened at East, I think it happened at a King East English Village. Correct. But then King Cass came in and all those players were out. And yet King went on to win that game. So uh, always great storylines that go with it. And again, the, if you love recruiting, if you love prospects, this is the game you want to go see because on the field, you're going to literally have 25 to 35 college players competing in a high school environment. How, how good is King? Okay, we were just talking about Muskegon being number one, and rightfully so. Yeah. Muskegon beat them 24 21. I mean, yeah. come on now. I mean, yeah. that, that's how good. That's and it. And this is, one of the, this is one of those things that, that always makes me laugh. You know, when people do the, well, this is Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. Right, so no. what? And if, and, and if Muskegon's yeah. Cam uh, Martinez is, is the front runner in the clubhouse right now for Mr. Juan Football, Daquan Finn yeah. is uh, 1B. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Coattail a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, this will be very interesting. Two teams that have, you know, again, um, similar styles. Uh, obviously, they, they, you know, what, what they both can do on the defensive end is, is ridiculous. Uh, what do you think are going to be some of the, the X factors that are going to be the difference in this one? I think Marvin Grant, the, uh, the, the superstar safety for, for Detroit King, you know, being the quarterback of that back end, um, dictating tempo uh, in the secondary and really keeping Jalen Graham or trying to keep Jalen Graham uh, and that pass attack at bay because you kind of know what you got when you're talking about Castec in, in the running game and that uh, thunder and lightning, Lou Nichols and, and Jaron Mangum. But I think if Castec's going to win this game, they're going to have to do it, some of it at least through the air. Right. And the, the equalizer on the other end right. is Marvin Grant. And that'll be the test. And that's kind of what we talked about with Muskegon early on in the season is they were so dominant. They were rolling over people. Well, Cass has done a lot the same thing. And they kind of have a, a three-headed running back monster because I saw him play the other day in the PSL yeah. semifinals. And Jordan Lowe was actually the guy who was blowing up and, you know, ripping off 50-yard runs. Mm-hmm. So they've got they've got depth as well as talent in that backfield. But, again, if King can bottle up that running game and it's going to force them to do something they haven't had to do, you know, they've done it when they wanted to, but it's not out of necessity that they've had to pass a whole lot this year. So it's going to be that's going to be the test. How yeah. much are they going to be able to do? And then King also has my Gardner, the Cincinnati <clears throat> commit, at a cornerback. And he's yeah. really someone that gets lost in the shuffle when you're sure. talking about uh, the, the great players in the PSL right now. He's going to Cincinnati, and he's yeah. a yeah. lockdown corner. Yeah. 
technicians, yeah. technicians are destroying people, but how much have they been tested? Really? Oh, I mean, that's, that's, a a, that's an Not honest question. Yep. Because, again, taking nothing away from them, but yeah. when you look at their body work the last few weeks, when's the last time they've really in been Ohio. tested? Yeah, yeah. Ohio. They yeah. went down there and yeah. Hail, Hail do. Mary yep. is, is, what, is what decided. Because the week before, River Rouge gave, gave them a run. Them a run. Um, yeah. But, again, and, and, it, and what River Rouge tried to do was take away a lot of what was coming at them from the line of scrimmage, little bubble screens. Yeah. You know, if you get Mangum out on the flat, Nichols out on the flat, you can get them little, little, little quick passes, mm-hmm. uh, and then you just let the athletes go to work. Um, that's going to be the – but you're right. I mean, they really haven't been in a ball game since then. And uh, that's a long time. King has had, you know, a little bit, um, a little harder schedule, mm-hmm. uh, and especially uh, having to go to Muskegon for, for so long. And mm-hmm. I even asked, you know, Thomas Wilcher about that. I said, the, the kids have been anticipating it. Yeah. He just kind of smiled and said, okay. we all have. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, King beat him in the semis last year, and yeah. it was the first time in forever it wasn't a King cast final. Oh, right. It yeah. always has been. Yeah. Yeah. And so that yeah, was the East first English time East English slipped out. in right. a couple yeah. times, but, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so uh, this will be great. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and, again, being at Renaissance, we're not in Ford Field anymore. No. So the elements no. are going to play a factor. Uh, we'll see uh, if we get any wet weather or anything that goes on Friday. They're saying there could be some late. Uh, it's going to be chilly, uh, so we'll see what happens. We'll make our predictions later in the show. So other games that we're going to have on, Ishpeming, Westwood, and Nagani are getting together. Uh, so we partnered with our friends in the UP to make sure we can get uh, uh, this game. And uh, Ishpeming, Westwood comes in 6-2, and two, Nagani 5-3, and three, trying to get in. Well, this this is the battle's kind of for second and third in the with the West Pack A behind Calumet, yeah. Which is you know still yeah the Copper Kings are still leading. Westwood could share the title if they get a win here and the Copper Kings lose to Lance. Who it's it's probably not as likely yeah. as a scenario, but they're still in in play for that. Um, and and Iron Mountain is currently tied for third with Nagani at four and two. So there's kind of a pack of of teams that's really separated itself at the top, but. It's kind of an interesting run for the Patriots, who've run off four straight wins since losing back-to-back weeks to Calumet and rival Ishpeming. Four wins, but they might be rusty because they haven't played a lot. Two of those wins were by forfeit. That's odd to see that in a... A lot of times you have retroactive forfeits after the season, you know, but to see two of them on the field in a four-week span, you got to wonder if, you know, whether or not they're rusty a little bit or, or how they've been kind of, you know, keeping themselves sharp. And the Miners have won three straight since yep. the two and three start. So it's kind of two teams that are kind of both on a little bit of a run here. Um, a team that I had an opportunity to see earlier this season is playing in the Div- Div- Division Two championship in the PSL, and that is Detroit Cody. They will be taking on Denby. Cody lost to Mumford. Uh, Mumford came all the way back and won that game in the game that I saw. They got their revenge last week in defeating uh, Mumford 20-14. to uh, But now they will take on a Cody team uh, in the uh, championship, that uh, uh, again, these are the these are the ones that that people don't talk about a lot of times. But you know, and and, and a lot of times you'll have again the division two ones that I've always seemed to see. They're great games, uh, but nobody can get in the end zone. Like yep. they make great plays. Yep. F- between the fives, you know, it's like there's great. You know, there's interceptions, there's runbacks, and somebody's tackled right at the five, and then they can't get in the end zone. Um, but uh, Cody coming off a 46-24 win of, of Osborne, uh, and uh, and only lost to King 27-18. Yeah, that's I mean, I mean, what two two losses for the Tars? It's it's King and Renaissance, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So yeah, this yep. is a pretty good team. Yep. 
Well, and it might not be a problem finding somebody to get into the end zone because I saw Cody play uh, Denby, or excuse me, Denby play uh, Osborne over the weekend in the PSL yeah, did you? semifinals. And Tashawn Wilkes ran for uh, 168 yards and five touchdowns, and probably could have had a couple more if they kept feeding him in the ball in the second half. That wasn't wasn't a whole lot of carries. He was breaking off some pretty big runs, and he's he's one of those kids that we talk about all of the high-level talent that Cass and King have, and they yeah. do. But he's one of those second-tier talent guys in the in the PSL that kind of gets overlooked until all of a sudden you see him pop up on a college roster and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. <clears throat> yeah, so we'll see. I'm trying to figure out where uh, – I know Cody's looks like it's slated for D4 uh, for playoffs So because uh, I was trying to see where, where they might end up. They might actually end up in a, in a district uh, – with Cranbrook and then Country and Centerline on the other side, if that's the way it should play out again. Uh, snooze to you is the website, uh, which you can check out, snooze2u.com, uh, and kind of see uh, where they're going. Because, again, populations in the PSL, you know, uh, it's determined last year, but, uh, you know, they, they sometimes they drop, and so we don't see where, where those guys end up. But uh, we'll have that game. Uh, Johnny Kidd be shooting that game, so we'll have that one uh, on State Champs. Ovid LC and Richmond. Uh, Richmond, uh, again, a great tradition mm-hmm. at, at football. We, we know, those of you who follow State Champs, we know Richmond is a wrestling superpower. And, right. and every year, I've got to do a show one year on Richmond and Dundee and the, the rivalry that they have because they literally meet pretty much every single year for the championship in wrestling, team wrestling. And one wins one year, and the other will win the other year, and it's it's been wild. Um, but as a football program, they are very very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, over at LC, it's already in the playoffs. Coming to Richmond, this one, and uh, again, a story I did not know uh, about um, their program and what they're dealing with. Yeah, and the Marauders are in the new Mid Michigan Activities Conference. They've been one of those teams that have kind of bounced around in Mid Michigan from conference to conference, and that's a, a conference that, is by and large, made up of Shiawassee County teams, um, and, and to kind of keep you know the travel local, and they're they're second place behind top-ranked New Lothrop that we've talked about quite a few times. Only lost to him by 18, 18 points. The only other loss they had on the season was to uh, uh, an undefeated Portland team. They lost 18 nothing in Week 1. Um, the same team they lost to in the playoffs last year. They, they're, they're kind of hurting as a program and as a community, and those are two really small communities yeah. that are very close-knit. Um, right before the New Lothrop game, Carson Vincent, a kid who'd played football and ran track, uh, committed suicide. He'd been mm-hmm. playing at... Uh, mid-Michigan Community College. He was planning on playing basketball there, and that's one of those. Funeral was in the high school gym because they knew that everybody was going to show up, Jeez. and it was it was the funeral was the day of the new Lothrop game. And again, they came out Jeez. in emotional, you know, and lost, ended up losing by 18 points to a very, very, very good team. Yeah, and that's as close as anybody's gotten to New Lothrop all season long. And since then, they've been three and zero. So that's yeah. one of those where uh, they're going to kind of harness that emotion as much as they possibly can the rest of the way. You know, Ovid Elsie has one of the best uh, kickers in the state, and uh, Evan Morris uh, committed to uh, Michigan State, and uh, he's someone that, uh, if, you, if you read all the, the kicking websites, they rank him as the, the, the top kickoff oh, wow. specialist yeah, yeah. in America. So, Richmond well, unbeaten at home, too. Something yeah. to keep an eye on. They're Two and three on the road. They, they they're getting it done at home. They're going to need this. Uh, they I do, they're not going to have the playoff points to get in at five and four. So they're going to need this win for sure. Uh, you know, they, they got beat up by a really good Almont team. Almont's yeah. a team we don't really talk about, but they're a program that has yeah, been yeah. really um, uh, blossoming over the last few years. Got blanked by North Branch, who is is, is good this year, too. Yeah, North Branch is in the playoffs. 
long yeah. time. Yeah. So this will be an interesting game, and I, and I think you know everything on the line. Six uh, straight playoff appearances on the line. That yeah. streak mm, they want to continue. Big. Yeah. This is big. And uh, we'll have it on State Champs. So remember, State Champs airs every Sunday at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. Uh, it also airs on Comcast Channel 900. So if you're a Comcast subscriber, we, we throw it on there, and uh, it kind of covers most of the lower peninsula. All Comcast subscribers have it. It's usually pretty high up on the HD uh, channel flip. So um, you can watch it there. And then um, you know all our programming gets picked up on Fox College Sports Atlantic, which is cool because I get sometimes correspondence from people out in – you know, Boston or Florida or, you know, Maryland or something like that. And, uh, um, but, you know, hey, they want to put our show on there. We're down with it. So it's all good. Uh, South Lion, South Lion East, we kind of a, a just hinted that uh, uh, to that matchup that's coming up. South Lion East uh, needs a win to get in. They may have enough playoff points in the end, it's gonna but be, it's, it's going to be, be close. Okay. Of, of the five and three teams. Okay. So they're right on that yeah. line where you're like, yeah, yeah. they're not dependent on South Lion would want nothing more than to just, you know. Stick the dagger in. I was good. Yeah. I, I didn't want to yeah. use such a. Kooks, three losses, too, are all, are all small points. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what, Halloween four, three, seven. I mean, the Kooks yeah. are a pretty good yeah, team. 17 Real. total points to Wald Lake Western, Lakeland, yeah. and Traverse City Central. They are all, good. You know, probably playoff bound. Yes, for sure. Um, and they and, had Wall, and they had Wall been, Western on the ropes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. sure it's it's you know I'm sure East is probably like oh great the one year that we are now doing you know South Lions been you know kind of an afterthought for the last few years they come in and they're undefeated right. yeah. so they definitely feel like little brother uh, in this particular but, scenario. Well, and they they hadn't beaten South Lion in the rivalry since the school split until right. last year even okay. the year that that East made the playoffs. They lost to South Lion about as close as you possibly could. It was 6-3. And there have been some lopsided. I mean, when you start a new program, you're going to have some lopsided losses, yeah. especially when you have a rivalry. It was 67-18 yeah. and 39 nothing, 40 nothing. It's gotten, that gap has gotten a lot, you know, closer yeah. over the last couple of years. And South Lion East was really rolling until really a couple of weeks ago when their quarterback, Chris Kaminsky, got hurt. Um, so they've had. A, Is he a, back? I don't know. It okay. was a shoulder, so I'm okay. betting probably not. But yeah. I honestly don't know. They had a sophomore, Aiden Oliver, in there who you know played against Wild Lake Western, and really they kind of had a very simplified package yeah. for him. And then last week they played Milford, so it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. You know what? What exactly? They think they scored thirty six points, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Milford fall, is winless. So planet. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's not really all that indic. You know, it's not a no, good it's predictor. Not. No, so. it's not. It's not. So yeah, we'll see. This will be at South Line East, a beautiful stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a sure great, is. it's yep. a great spot, yep. and uh, it'll be a really fun game. Everybody from South Line will be out there, and uh, state champs will too. So, uh, a team that most likely will get in with a five and four is Grand Blank. I would, I, I mean, they're they're pretty much a lock. The sixth most playoff. They, they've yeah. they've got Celine coming to town. We haven't seen Celine this season on state champs, so we wanted. to uh, oh, you saw. We haven't, you meaning haven't. the television side oh. of things. But, yes, Matt Mallory yeah. has seen it. Week one, right? Uh, two. Week two, okay. Uh, so uh, we wanted to make sure, you know, this, again, a quiet 7-1 and one Amen. by the Hornets. Well, Seven and, straight wins, right? Yeah, since, since they, had, they had Chip Valley on the yep, ropes, right. and then their yep. quarterback got hurt. And then it was, you know, kind of a – and Chip Valley ended up – Roaring back to win that, and I think Marcel Lewis had a big, you know, yeah. catch in that game. That's when we that yeah, set Schuster up. really yeah, that, set himself as yeah. That's when it really kind of became yeah. apparent that yeah. that Chip Valley had something special. Like you said, they've just roared back ever since then. Their defense has been just stingy. Twenty six points. They in five league games they allowed thirty six points. 
26 of them to wear to Temperance Bedford. They've allowed 83 on the season. So you take out Temperance Bedford and the the first week against Chip Valley, and they basically haven't given up any points this year. I mean, it's it's a very, very stingy defense that had a lot of experience. And they kind of had to ride the storm while, you know, Andrew Arbaugh was kind of getting back, and they tried some different things. They had MJ Griffin that we talked about early in the season. Oh, running some Wildcat. And, you know, they've got Brendan Monday, who's a good good – Good running back. Yeah, good running back. This was a really, really good, intriguing matchup about week four when Grand Blanc was unbeaten and Celine was 3-1, and one and it looked really good. Grand Blanc has kind of since fallen back to the pack a little bit in their first go-through in the Saginaw Valley League South. And yeah. They've taken some. They lost to Lapeer and Davison, so that's, you know, no harm in that. No and, doubt. And, and then Flint Powers was, you know, one of those toss-up games last They're getting week. better. They're getting better. Yeah. They're getting yeah. a lot yep. better. And, you know, being at home, Grand Blake wants this one. Yep. Uh, you yeah, know, they in. Yeah. yeah, they won in. They, they want in with six. They don't want to go in five and four. Uh, we'll see, you know, again, I, I like what Celine is doing. Uh, Bracketology has them kind of maybe taking on Woodhaven in a in a District Two matchup in Region Three, but then taking on the winner of Belleville Monroe, which uh, Monroe's had a really good year this year. Uh, they beat Bedford, was a good team, uh, but you know we all no, expect it, Belleville oh. to to do what they're going to do. Um, but uh, Belleville Celine in a District Final could yeah, be a really be, interesting be, yeah. and awesome. fun matchup. Absolutely, and but then the Lake winner Orient's got to play Monroe this week uh, to get in. If they, yeah. Uh, so again, these again. Uh, this is the way things could play out, but we'll yeah. see. Speaking of Belleville, uh, KLL title, KLAA title on the line. We are going to cover rematch uh, of an instant classic. Brighton yeah. and one. Belleville, absolutely. Brighton, another team, yep. seven and one. They've got one loss, yep. and that was to that was Belleville, two and it was in the last ten seconds. Um, so they want nothing more. The Bulldogs to show that they are not just a hockey school. Uh, but uh, they were up uh, multiple scores in that game. Yeah. Belleville had to rally late. Yeah. Twelve seconds left, I think. Yeah, Jalen Williams caught, yeah. caught the game 40, winner. Forty thirty-five from... final. And yeah. you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that the hockey school thing. Yeah, Brighton football to me is like the, the hockey team right now in the regard that they're just flying under the radar. Totally, they're just totally flying. Under, nobody's talking about them, and then you're like. Well, Brighton's it, doing it again. I right. went out to a practice in August, and I'm talking to the coaching staff, and they're just like, ah, we yeah, should be all right. We'll be around. We'll, we'll be hovering around 500. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll probably, if we're lucky, we'll be 6-3. and three. Well, It was so hard to tell with them because they were coming off a season in which they missed the playoffs yeah, last year, they and they had four or five losses were by a total of eight points. Yeah. One by... Including Grand Blank, yeah, that one point yep. final game. Two by of the one year. point, yeah, two by three points, yeah. and then they kind of got blown out by by Canton yeah. in, in the one other yeah. loss. Yeah, part of that was a guy who showed up. Th- all year long and kind of really reared his head in the recruiting circles in that week one loss to Belleville. Will Johns, who yeah. was their quarterback, yeah. big, big, strong kid. Those coaches didn't say one word to me about well, Will Johns. They only off. wanted to talk about their linemen, which they yeah. have a real no, nice line, line for on yep. both sides of the ball. Yeah. Yep. But I was like, yeah, you could have given me the right. heads up on this kid. This well, kid's a, a diamond in the rough. He's coming off an AC joint injury, which was why he missed the, when he, I saw him Friday against and against Howell and kind of the the rivalry game in Livingston County. Yeah, and they were happy to obviously to get to. He was so geeked though that he got to play in the game because last year he got hurt right before the rivalry game with Howell and missed a lot of the you know latter yeah. part of the season and with that was an a AC. Sixteen fifteen game last year. Yeah, the game. exactly. And so he, you know, you knew he was sitting on the sidelines the whole time, thinking I could be a difference maker in a game. You know that we're we're losing. I talked to Coach Lemons after the game, and I said, "What did you learn in that first week against against Belleville?" And he said, "We learned we could compete. Yeah, we belong in the field with yeah. them. Yeah, 
And they went that's smoke exactly. Novi the next week. Yeah, oh yeah. Nothing, and and so. they have they have held serve ever since then. Yeah. Beat Canton. You know, Canton came to their place, yep. you know, is thinking this is gonna be our division yep. since we got moved over from the east. And yep. uh-uh. them off. Yeah, yeah yep. knocked them off in overtime. And yep. and they've played a lot of close games this year too, mm-hmm. but they've won those games or they've pulled away in the fourth quarter. And yeah. so yeah, it's it was hard to predict in in August what Brighton was gonna right. be, but now it's it's very clear that they're a very good defensive team that's and it. they've got a good one-two punch you know yeah. running the ball with a good line and that's that's a really good recipe it is this is the year that Belleville has to kind of take it to yeah. the next yeah, level yeah, last year they had the undefeated regular yeah. season and then lost in the district finals and this year obviously we know that they just have a, a cavalcade of stars um, you know over a dozen power conference guys on that roster and, and as Alan said you know going from senior class to freshman class but you know I, I it's hard to call this game for Belleville a statement game but, I, you know, if I'm Belleville, I, I, I want to kind of make amends for letting that game almost slip out of my fingers in right. week one and having to rally and, and having to, to come back and beat a team that, frankly, has inferior talent. Um, and I think if Belleville is going to make a strong run in this tournament, if they're going to make a run towards Ford Field, whether it be the regionals or, or the semifinals, that they're going to win this game by uh, multiple touchdowns. Well, if I- not... It doesn't mean they won't have right. that type of run in them, but to me, if Belleville comes and wins this game by, by 10, 14, 17 points, to me that's saying we're ready for the playoffs, sure. we're ready to go to Ford Field. But I think all season long we've talked about their move into the KLA and using them as an example primarily was going to be so much better for them because in the Western Wayne they were tested twice a year. Yeah. And they had kind of bookends the last the last year with KLA teams and they kind of squeaked out well they squeaked out another fourth quarter comeback against Brighton in week 1 last year. Yeah. And then at the end of the season they had one of the Livonia schools, I they think. They had Salem. Sa- oh, okay, Salem. Salem. Yeah, and, and, and they had, yeah, they beat Bedford, squeaked by yep. Bedford, but then went had Salem first round in the playoffs and yep. you know, you know, uh, one by 10. Yeah. And then lost to Canton by 3. Yep. yep. Um yeah, this is it. Uh, I think if you are Jermaine Crowell, you are saying, let's start with our first year in the KLA. Let's have that title. Let's have that trophy right away. Let's get used to this feeling Mm -hmm. of raising it up after we win. And let's do it authoritatively. Yes. No no disrespect to Brighton. Sure. I I agree. And, and, you know, I mean, uh, again, I went and saw him against Fortson. Fortson had a chance to tie that game in the last minute with a field goal they missed. Uh, 29-26 was that. But they blanked Stevenson 46-0. They beat Franklin 56-6 last week. Uh, So they are uh, prepared to to do that. And, again, they're going to go up against, like you said, a really good defensive team, a team that shut out Northville and Salem uh, before they played Howell last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and they gave up 20 to Howell. Um, But this will be great. This would be times, great. That that's one of the few defenses that slowed down Stephen Walker. Yeah, yeah. We talked right. about that. That yep. he's gone bananas, bananas on people, exactly. except in that game. Yeah. Right. I mean, he was good in that game. He had, I think, a hundred yards, yeah. but it wasn't you know two seventy seven or right. whatever. And, he had and we're still trying to figure out where Stevie's going to end up in college. Going up against Belleville, if he can run it up in this one for him, uh, um, you know, yeah, when, think, when they play him, I think um, Stevie Walker 
could end up, obviously, he's a great running back, but he could end up as a safety at the next level. I mean, he's a hard-hitting safety. That's what I, you know, that was the first time I noticed him last year. Okay, all right, all right, I'm digressing. He's got another opportunity, though. How about this for a segue? Yeah. He's got another opportunity to let people know what he's all about against Fortson this week. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's a a great matchup. Yeah, no, And and Fortson's another one of those teams. People forget, oh, but just that three-point loss to Belleville. So I I think that'll be a great test for for both, you know, Stevie – their running Walker. attack is very good. Yeah. And they got some speedsters. And, um, yeah, that's going to be good. All right, some other games of interest. Let's get to these before we end the show uh, and get our predictions in. Uh, Davison and Lapeer getting together. Lightning versus uh, the cards. We talked about covering this game. You know, we just had Davison uh, on recently and uh, for the De La Salle game. Um, but uh, we decided we wanted to take a look at Celine and make sure we, we gave him some cover. So this is where we were debating on, on what we we're going to get to Lapeer because yeah. they're going to be in the playoffs and they're they had a nice dub last week against Lakeland. They very yeah. pounded Lakeland, yeah, real had, nice yeah. dub. Lightning uh, Davison uh, again, except for that hiccup, uh, which was De La Salle. Yeah. Um, here they are going to Lapeer. They would want nothing more than to go into the playoffs. Oh. With this win, and they've done that to Lapeer teams in the past. Okay. I mean, Lapeer is one win away from their third unbeaten regular season since they combined yep, the two schools. Yep. But it's lost its last three to Davison. They're three and three wow. in those five years. It's a couple of playoff matchups, and even before the this the the merger, Davison was five and two against Lapeer West and one and one one and zero oh against Lapeer East. So this has been a bugaboo for now. It's not one where they played all the time, but it was kind of one of those regional we run across you every once in a while mm-hmm. um, matchups, and it wasn't one that Lapeer has done ex- exceptionally well in. But you mentioned that they rolled over Lakeland last week, and it looks like Jalen Kirkland, I know he was dealing with an ankle, I think, mm-hmm. or he w- he'd been quiet for quite a little stretch of the middle part of the season for Lapeer. And they had some other kids who stepped into that role and did very, very well. Running back. Right? Yeah, running back yeah. for, for Lapeer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 217 yards versus the Lakeland team that you know is more than capable so rock them, of yeah, and smash yeah, 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 slugging it up. Sides of the ball. Yep, yeah. and that, that's that's exactly. It will be a little bit of a contrast in styles between the two teams. Davison a little more wide open, and and you know uh, Lakeland or excuse me, um, Lapeer is a little. I mean, Davison has Cannon Hall, but you know yeah. well, Lapeer's got Brady Apple, and and, yeah. and Brady has uh, has shown to be a formidable force under center for for Lapeer. Just very steady, and it's one of those where he doesn't have to put up the bananas numbers given the defense and the running game and the line that he's got. But Brady Apple has been one of those guys that you just look at and you go, just good. wow, he's got a lot of wins in his career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just it, good. The way the bracketology is shaken out is that you, you'll you have Lapeer maybe playing a Saginaw Heritage yeah. team who will, yeah. who will squeak in, uh, and Davison and Graham Blank going at it mm. on the other side mm. uh, and taking the winner of that yeah. one. So this yeah. is a game we could see. Uh, coming up again in a couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that one particularly plays out. Another one, Midland down. Midland one quietly could arguably be the best rivalry in the history of Michigan high school football. Yeah. Mm. Just saying. Uh, they've done. A, they've been at it a long time, and the records are pretty Since crazy. It's, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, and... Uh, for those in the Midland area, know that Dow Midland every year is both teams five and three. This one couldn't be set up. Both any teams better. lost their first two games of the year and yeah. four and yeah. one runs. I mean, yeah. it, this is uh, 
awesome. I, I mean, it this is, is yeah. one of those games you wish you could blow up there, you know, on yeah, Friday well, night. I do. And the one loss for each of, each of those teams in the last couple of weeks has been Mount Pleasant that's unbeaten yeah. in yeah. our top that. 25. Yeah. yeah. And so you kind of look at the, the scores. Yeah. This one, I worked at the Midland Daily News, was yeah. the week that I hated working at the Midland Daily News because every single time it was accusations that you like Dow. You yeah. must have gone there. <laughs> right. You like Midland. You must have gone there. Right. They didn't even know which school I went to. Right. And I might not say. Yeah. But yeah, this this rivalry is always you know and, it. And they love being in this position yeah. because looking at the playoff points right now, Dow has the twenty fourth most of the five and three teams and yeah. Midland the twenty seventh. Okay. So they're right on that bubble where you might probably not gonna get in if you don't win this game. Yeah. And they love to. that. Yeah, yeah. They love being the one that it doesn't matter what happens after that. If they can be the one that keeps the other team out of the playoffs, done. That's our season. <laughs> we made it. That's, That's it. It's great. a bunch of ticket bowl. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Whoever yeah. wins this game, uh, you know, gets the gets to get a reservation for the playoffs and the other one's gotta sweat it out uh, on Sunday night. Yep. Canton and Fortson, we just uh, mentioned it. They're getting together again. T- uh, you know, Fortson, uh, a-, a team that, uh, like Belleville, benefiting from now being in the KLAA and facing good competition, getting themselves uh, more battle-tested and hardened for the playoffs. A team that, uh, would you know, is one of those teams every year we're kind of in this same boat uh, and expecting when's going to be the year they're going to make a long playoff run. Um, this could be that year. Uh, Canton is a team that uh, I thought was really going to accelerate, um, you know, after I saw them really handle Plymouth. Um, this is a game Canton wants. This is a game Fortson wants for sure going into the playoffs. Nobody wants to be a loser going into the playoffs. And uh, I, I think that there, this, it will be... It will be a raucous atmosphere yep. as the Tractor fans Always are going to be. And it will in, be a, a, a palate pleaser, uh, you know, leading into the playoffs, and it will be a kind of a table setter for both teams. Yeah, sure. You know, because both these teams are in. Yes. Yep. Um, and, and it will be a way for you know, like you said, to kind of yeah. test yourself against another really good team, and it's it's almost like the playoffs are starting a week early. They are. Yep. And yep. you're gonna you, you get kind of a, a, a mulligan if you lose. And the reason I say that is because they're. Both teams are going to have tough games right out of the gate in the playoffs. Uh, right now, the Bracketology has Detroit Catholic Central and Canton getting together to start the playoffs, which is rare because they usually play in the regionals. And then on the other side, you've got a perfect Gross Point South team, 8-0, uh, labeled up against Fordson. But the winner of that game gets the winner of Cast Tech Warren Mott, should that be the playoffs. So Fordson would have to beat an undefeated team and then go and take on a, a Cast Tech team that uh, – is at that point is now going to be ready to to rock. So no, yeah, oh, no. and if Canton somehow can beat Catholic Central, they would have to take the winner of West Bloomfield Plymouth. And I think we think West Bloomfield now is is playing themselves ready for uh, to prepare for their run. Although we'll see how they you know this. I think what they do this week is going to be. Um, they got Orchard Lake. Yeah, I, I, they should they should really. It's the hand- first time that I think the two schools have played in like forty years. Isn't that wow, amazing. and they're like. Or yeah, less than a mile yeah, away. Yeah, about a mile away. Yeah, that is shocking to yeah. me. Up that hill, around the Unfortunately corner. Unfortunately yeah. for Orchard Lake, I don't think they really have any way to get into the playoffs. So no, no. last week was their chance. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Well, they could have played their way into the into the championship, championship game, game if yeah. the math worked yeah. out right. Yeah. That's what we were trying to figure out last weekend. So, all right, so uh, lots going on, lots happening, and uh, lots. And will, and yeah, go ahead. I'll say talking about the Catholic championship. Um, yeah. Marco Genrich yes. is back with 
reckless abandon okay. under center for, for Catholic Central. There were some questions about whether or not he was going to uh, get back after he broke his wrist yeah. in week three. He's in a cast. Throwing his body But around. you'd never know no, it with the way no. he's playing. He had over 200 yards combined yards, no. uh, 200 yards combined from scrimmage against uh, DLS uh, at the Elm in the in the in the uh, you know part one of the two part series yeah. that they they've played the last two years um, at the end of the season and and he'll go back at it uh, this Saturday in the Catholic League title game. But having him uh, and 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 their their backup Jack Benno was was doing a really good job. But having that senior that leader the that all Catholic yeah. League. A field general back there, you know, it bodes really well for Catholic. All right, so uh, let's let's quickly get to our predictions here and uh, wind this bad boy down. We'll uh, work backwards. Uh, Canton Fortson, uh, this one at Fortson. I am going to take the tractors at home. Tractors, tractors, Fortson. All right, that's that's interesting. Midland down in Midland again. Uh, this is one um, that you know, boy, you really. You could. You, I think it's going to be a great game, and uh, it's going to be a great game, or it's going to be a blowout. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to take Dow on the road. I'm going to take the Chemex, and and clearly Matt can't stand the Chemex, so yeah. we're going to. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might lose my alumni status <laughs> yeah, over yeah, this. So yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going Chemex. I'm going to go Midland. All right, so I'm the outlier. So I can go to. Okay, reunions. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Davison and Lapierre. Uh, we talked about how big this is for. Uh, Davison to kind of um, show that they are really a team. Lapierre obviously wants this monkey off their back, right? Uh, and uh, great environment at Lapierre, too, if you ever get an opportunity to see a high school football game there. They're undefeated. I say they stay undefeated and go 9-0. I'm taking Lightning Lapierre. Strike. Lightning. Yep, Lightning. I'm going to take Lapierre. Okay. Uh, let's move into uh, the games that we'll watch on State Champs this week. Uh, we'll start with our main event, Detroit King, Detroit Cast Tech, the PSL Division One Championship. That's the game I'll be filming. So if you uh, see me out there, please say hi. Uh, and don't, don't throw anything at me. Uh, but uh, especially if you're one of the fans that uh, I'm going to pick against right now. So uh, this is going to be a really, really interesting matchup. Uh, I think both teams are going to bring it. Uh, and it's going to come down, in my opinion, to the quarterback, and I'm going to side with Finn, and I'm going to take King. Been there, done that, King. King. I'm going to take Gas Tech. Okay. Hopefully so they don't murder me for dropping <laughs> <laughs> Westwood and Nagani. We're going up to the UP on state champs this week. Not literally, but we have a, a, a camera team there that will be filming for us. Um, Nagani needs a win. Uh, I'm going to take Nagani at home. Miners. Is that Nagani? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. West, Westwood are, uh, I forget Patriots. what Patriots. Patriots. Yep. Nagani. I'm going Nagani. Yeah. It's the it's the other Ishpeming team, the Hematites. Hematites, uh, yep. Yes. That's that they, great I'm going Nagani as Co- well. Cody. Okay, good. Thanks. Oh, I thought you said that. All right. So we're all, we're on, we're all minors. Cody and Denby for the PSL D2 championship. Uh, this is. This is going to be a good game, and again, it's going to matter. I'm, I'm going to go with my boy Storman Norman, the head coach for Cody, and say Cody gets a, a championship. I'm going to go with the Tars. Okay. I'm going to go with Tershawn Wilkes and the Tars. Okay. Um, I'm going to go uh, Team Norman. Okay. You know, the fact that uh, they came back and, and righted the revenge and beat Mumford uh, was was big for them. I think momentum will be there. We'll see. Ovid Elsie and Richmond. Uh, Richmond, a team that uh, needs a win at home. Ovid Elsie, a lot to play for. Uh, and uh, really having a, a, a solid season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Ovid Elsie on the road. Taking both Ovid and Elsie. <laughs> nice. O-O-E. 
I, you know what? I'm going to go with Richmond at home. All right. How's that? Absolutely. I'm going to go with Richmond at home. There you go. Uh, South Lion, South Lion East, the battle for uh, bragging rights in the city. And uh, again, South Lion East needs a win. South Lion has just been phenomenal this year. I think they're going to really just put their foot on the neck and uh, and tell them, not this year, boys. Uh, you're staying home. We're going to make a run. South Lions. Lion. I think Lions paid South, that for uh, last South, year. South Lion's got to run the table in the regular season and, and, and put themselves in a position to, to have a special run in the playoffs. It's been a special season for Coach Henson, and yes. they're going to keep it going. Yep. Grand, Grand Blank certainly would love to have a win at home, even though they'll probably get in at 5-4. Uh, you pretty much lock that one in. Uh, Celine, a team we haven't seen on state champs this year. You've seen them. Uh, so we'll get a chance to see what they can do on TV. Uh, and uh, I think Celine is uh, a, a program that is uh, perennially one of the best in the state. Uh, regardless of how far they've really gotten, they've had some unbelievable bad luck in the playoffs in mm. some cases. And you make your own luck. I'm going Celine. Celine, but Grand Blank gets in, as you were talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. No Hornets, doubt about it. Hornets buzz of the win. Yeah, Hornets. Brighton and Belleville, the KLAA championship. Uh, Belleville would want nothing more than to start with this championship and then end with the last championship. Alan True said it. Uh, he said there are more division, more college recruits on the, in this program uh, than anywhere else in the state, mm. uh, which is quite a statement. And that says a lot. That's that quite a statement. With the Castles and the West Bloomfields and the Southwood yes. A&Ts. Right. And, consistently putting a dozen yeah, kids Yeah, and the Muskegons year. now. Yeah, Muskegon, yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, but, you know, what they've, what they've built over there in that little lake, lake city. Mm-hmm. A microwave, uh, uh, you know, uh, contendership. You know, they went from kind of an afterthought to, uh, you know, now they're in the mix. Yep, and I had a chance to, to, to go there and, and watch. You know, they've got like a 200-member marching band. Mm. It's insane. They take the entire end zone uh, out. Um, they're going to be up for this one. Brighton one which is really going to be up. For, I'm, taking, I'm taking Belva at home. Le Tigre de Belleville. Much as I wanted to take Will Johnson and Brighton, I think Belleville's just got too much. Belleville, but I think I think this is going to be close. Yeah. Even though I, I think if you're Belleville, you want to make a make a statement going into the playoffs. But I, I think this is going to be a close game. Belleville by a touchdown. Yeah, Dewey Reed, that's the quarterback. Christian, right? Christian Dewey. Yeah, Reed. he's uh, he's he can sling it. And only a sophomore. Yeah, only a sophomore, but very heady. 136 yards in that first matchup. Yeah, yeah. he wow. can he can run, he can throw, uh, and uh, X Factor Julian, Julian Barnett. Barnett. Yep. You know, and I think I think he can make he's gonna he will make plays on both sides of the ball as a receiver, really underrated, and uh, can just go up and get it. And you just throw it to him, and he's going to go up and get it. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for participating once again in the podcast. Uh, we let me give you a, a little preview about what we plan on doing next week, and here's what's going to happen. It's going to be next Friday night for the first weekend of the playoffs. Uh, I think it's uh, October 26th. I think is the date. We're just going to set up a camera in the studio, and we're going to go just raw live. Results as they come in, we'll 10 p.m., we'll kick it off, and uh, we'll sit there. We'll just kind of, some people will float in and out. Sean and I will have to do some highlights, so we'll dip out, you know, here and there. But we're just going to have a conversation, let it roll. We'll see if we could set it up where we could take some phone calls and maybe do some of that. But we'll be live. Cool. Uh, we'll do it live, hopefully, on Facebook and hopefully on YouTube. We'll see what KT can come up with. Real-time uh, reaction. Yes, Love exactly. It. And it'll Love be it. kind of a, this is, this is a, uh, a, 
kind of sweet thing we want to do for those. And I, I, I got it last night at the grocery store about how much they miss the radio, the radio show. show. I heard it six times uh, this weekend. Uh, okay. Every game. Isn't that insane? Yeah. I was like, well, how we got... Because it became like a, a, it was. a habit. It was. It was. I don't know it was only you a... got into your car. Driving you... home on a Friday night. Yeah, You're I absolutely know. right. Yeah, you... I literally had a referee who turned around and went, Hey, what happened to the radio show? Yeah. One of the side mm-hmm. I'm like, aren't you supposed to be throwing a flag? Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, you know, again, if Jr. can somehow find that FM signal, we talked about it before, uh, and if that they have one, but you know whether. That works. We'll see. I'm Maybe trying, we'll my some. friend. I don't think we can. Pay, I don't think we can afford 97.1 anymore, everyone. And that's just the way it is. Um, but uh, uh, anyway, we shall see. If somehow we could craft something where we've got a game of the week on uh, on a station. What a great idea! Yeah, and then state champs coming right out of that. I think we could have a, a nice little uh, high school block there for uh, for the night. Be a lot of fun. Fans would find it and uh, and would love it. So we shall see again. At State Champs, we're always kind of doing new stuff, and we're always open to different things, and we just want to do uh, what we feel is going to generate the most uh, uh, noise and, and, and give respect and props to, to high school football, and all the you know publications just seem to not have that, that love anymore. And you know, uh, Matt and Scott, if you go to our website, statechampsnetwork.com, are, are still in this game and uh, the journalism game, and uh, are doing great things on our website. And again, we got Indiana going now, and, and we're trying to grow that as well. And uh, we're going to take over this whole Midwest thing. It's just going to... It's Only a matter of time. That's right. We're just going to zigzag our way there. It won't be a straight line. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Exactly. So uh, that's what we plan on doing next week. So uh, we'll probably get some more promos. If we do a podcast before that, we might get together and just do a quick uh, playoff preview uh, or something, and go over kind of you know what we think, and maybe even make some uh, some finals previews. Uh, the selection show is Sunday on Fox Sports Detroit. It's at 7 p.m. So make sure you check it out. And immediately once they announce all the playoff matchups, then you can go down to mhsa.com and consume it and check it out. And uh, and then of course uh, snooze bracketology will be up uh, when we get the official thing. So we're really looking forward to that. Uh, always a great time. And um, I guess it'll probably be Matt Shepard and Rob Rubick again, I'm assuming. Uh, I do not know. Yeah. Um, but uh, everybody always says, like, hey, you're Fox Sports. I think, no, we air on Fox Sports. We don't work there. Uh, but um, anyway. Matt Shepard, the future play-by-play announcer for the Tigers. Could be. Huh? I don't know what would throw them off Yeah, all. yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you know, because that's, that's, that's how we roll. Um, so, uh, all right, guys. So that's it. Thanks again for watching. We will uh, talk to you next week. And, again, live show next week. We'll give you more details later. See ya.